This is a hose head production. Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark darts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you want to see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. It's nice to have Welcome back, viewers and listeners. I am one of your hosts, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. <laughs> okay, what's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the show. Obviously, you must be familiar with my voice by now. And uh, obviously, who is joining us? Uh, for, for anybody who's not familiar with Tom's voice, that, that wasn't actually uh, any sort of AI or robot. That was just Tom. 
<laughs> yeah. Just in case we're, we're uh, obviously here with Aaron. Um, this is kind of a swap casty style thing because considering like, obviously you have the horror aspect of this, this, uh, this podcast or this episode. Um, and then I'm going to bring in sort of some conspiracy AI talk, uh, because we talked about wanting to do this for a bit. And, uh, so we're discussing, what are we discussing? The movie Megan. Yeah. 2023's Megan. But it always, yeah. I always see it listed as 2022. I don't know why that is. Yeah, this is, uh, so, uh, do you want to give a synopsis of the film, synopsis, before we, like, dive into the, the whole thing of the movie and, and all that stuff? And obviously, for people that maybe have not seen this film yet, uh, their warning will be spoiler alerts for sure. So if you haven't seen it, just listen on and we're going to tell you everything that happens so you don't ever need to watch it. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's a it's a science fiction horror film as well. It's listed as. Uh, it's directed by a guy by the name of Gerard Johnston, who also actually directed, I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, a 2014 movie called Housebound which was kind of like a a similar style of movie in the sense of like there was a little bit of comedy mixed with like horror. Um, Did you like it? Yeah, it was actually quite good. Um, I I don't want to give too much away about that one actually because we might do something with that down the line. Okay, because I have yet to see it. Um, Yeah, the story was uh, written by, I think it was co-written by James Wan. Yeah. and produced by him and Jason Blum. Um, the plot follows an artificial intelligent doll who develops self-awareness and becomes hostile towards anyone who comes between her and her human companion. That's a yep. very basic, I suppose, synopsis, but that's essentially... what. Yeah, what happens. Um, and I was wary i guess you could say about what this movie could be like um and didn't really know all i saw is that same video for (laughs) dancing in the hallway and i didn't really know what i was gonna think about the movie and then um i watched it and i actually thoroughly enjoyed it i thought it was something that was different and i'll give you like my full uh, what I rated at 10 or 100 or whatever we're going to do at the end of this. Um, how many dead robots? But uh, out of uh, whatever, <laughs> this is like, I did like it. I don't know, like, I know that you kind of said you liked it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was something different. Uh, I didn't think they, they didn't go the direction where I thought it was going to go. It was campy, but they did it in a, a smart way. I think a, a well-rounded way. Yeah, like, uh, I, I did definitely enjoy it, and I was the same as you. I remember before it was coming out, I seen all the hype about it. I was like, okay, I, I have to see it because of that, but when I seen that scene with her dancing in the hallway, I was like, <laughs> what is this shit? I was like, this is fucking awful. It's funny because they kind of made that scene but, iconic for what it was, because at the beginning I was like, this looks like it's going to be awful and... Um, just thrown together and not a good premise. And I feel like they did do a fairly good job at uh, 
kind of bringing in how this would have happened. You know, there's they got the genius a tech girl that created this and she was making robots in college and stuff like that. And then she develops this really without her boss's knowledge. And then she kind of does an experiment where they have her now. So the, the little girl, which I think the, wh- whoever played, uh, who played the little girl? Cause she, uh, she did a really good job at displaying her emotions and her anger and all that type of stuff throughout the film. Uh, I think her name was, a- Amy Donald, I think is that her name, because I think there was there was two or three actresses that actually played the character of Megan, because then you had um, Jenna Davis, who voiced the character, and then you had okay. a, stunt, a stunt girl as well, who played Megan in different scenes. Yeah, Amy, uh, 12-year-old Amy Donald. I was even, I'm talking about the, the niece of the girl, um, actually. I, I, that's why I was trying to find her name, because she... Uh, to me, she did a really well job at like displaying these emotions, these anger. So when she's in the car crying and why she have her like mm-hmm. Megan in the trunk. I just thought that um, they went with a good choice. Yeah, and like to get back to um, to that thing about the the dancing, it was actually the director, I think himself, who came up with that idea that she should uh, dance. And <laughs> he, I, I listened to an interview with him and he said it was like one of these like uh, 4 a.m. couldn't sleep ideas. And he was like, was like, wouldn't it be funny if we had her like busting a move to some random music? And apparently when he brought it to like, I don't know, whoever else was involved, producers in the studio, they were like, what? Why would you? <laughs> and he's like, I'm telling you, just let me shoot that scene and you'll see why. And it now, was, to me, it was iconic. They did it, what, it became viral, and that's, I think, what they wanted, you would think. Yeah, even like, if it it's, was. Even if people were like, like, this looks stupid. It, it was, like, it did definitely go viral, and, like, it's probably one of the reasons so many people, like, on TikTok and stuff, seen it, but, like, I, I couldn't help but watching the movie and be like, I liked everything about the movie. It was like, why is this in here? What does this add in? See, I, I kind of liked it because she's like the I like the the dude. Uh, see, I don't have any of this stuff pulled up, but the guy that played the the Asian character, the boss, um, he's been in some um, stuff. He's he's been in a bunch of stuff that is like kind of comical. Um, I'm trying to look up. Man, okay, give me one sec. Uh, do, 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 do. That that guy's name is Ronnie Chang, I think it yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking stand-up comedian. That's uh, yes. That's the same dude. He yeah. He is a he is um yeah. He is a comedian. That's where I know him. I've seen parts of his stand-up, and I thought he did a good job. It was kind of comical, funny. I actually kind of like that scene because it's just like it's like, what are you doing? And then she does this weird dance, and then he gets fucking murdered. But I think the whole point of this film was to be kind of campy, and um. <laughs> some of the singing shit though like i i didn't see in theaters i didn't get the opportunity to and i would have loved to see in theaters um i bought it at home oh, yeah, you know got really that. stoned what what i forgot about the singing yeah and that's but i'm bulletproof or whatever she says um i was reading that people like in the theater erupted in laughter when that happened <laughs> The scene I must was have it, missed the mark on that one. Then 
Yeah, it was slightly weird just because it's like off time, and she's obviously has all these talents because she's a, you know, an AI robot and is able to like, I don't know, manipulate her vocal cords and stuff like that, which we'll get into a bit of how they test these things out. But uh, it is, uh, I don't know, I, I overall I enjoyed the film and what they were trying to do, and they made it campy but i i actually enjoyed it way more than i thought i was going to actually yeah same as i definitely and i'm excited to see uh megan 2.0 or whatever you're calling it um I, and yeah. i would imagine uh i think this is probably one of those characters now that's gonna become like a a staple in horror and it's gonna be like another um another chucky <laughs> Annabelle. Yeah, like I, I really, yeah, I really, yeah, I really think they're gonna aim for having like a franchise built around this. Um, this fun fact actually, Jason Blum. So in his twenty-five or thirty-year career, this movie was the first time that they greenlit a sequel before the movie came out. Really? So before, and it, if you like, see, like people already saw things, it, right? Like critics and stuff would have seen it by then or no? well yeah yeah so like just from the i suppose the um what was being said from critics and test audiences and obviously you know they had um they would have had screenings for like uh fucking influencers and celebrities and shit like that yeah and just just from that um they were like yeah well, we're going to green. Like, I think the, the dude came to them with, like, his idea for, like, you know, where the story is going to go. Yeah. And they were like, yep, that's fine. We'll get a sequel. <laughs> no problem. And, and it, like, I feel like they knew this social consciousness and they could probably, um, they probably knew that it was going to be, like, a viral hit with some of the scenes and stuff like that, and memes and GIFs yeah. or whatever, right? Because yeah, that's like, what catches people's attention span nowadays in this fucking modern-day world of technology. Like, if you think about it, right, um, uh, what I found wild about this is I think Blumhouse has been attached to, uh, let me find out here, 296 movies. Holy shit. So they do produce a lot, and some of it is garbage. Out of um, 296, like, to, to say that this was the first time that they decided to greenlight a sequel before the movie actually released to, like, theaters. Yeah. And, like, I mean, they've had, like, you know, they've done Get Out, Split, The New Halloween, uh, Us. Like, there's so many movies there, I think, that, you know, sinister, that a lot of people would regard as, like, really good horror movies. Yeah, there is some that are fairly good, and there's others that they just slapped their Blumhouse name on it, I do think, and oh, yeah. they didn't come out. That There was something I recently watched, and it was done by Blumhouse, and it wasn't great. But I will say, right, in recent years, they've actually been really good at um, how they... I, I listened to... The, there's a couple of really interesting interviews with Jason Blum where he talks about like the business model now that they have. Yeah. So they will put their name to something, but... They have different categories that they set the movies to. So they'll screen them and go, okay, yeah, this needs to be like direct to streaming. This needs to be, you know, a release on whatever. Fucking weird. Hulu or, you know yeah. what I mean? It needs, like they decide now and they categorize and then like something like Megan comes along. Okay, this is going to be like a big blockbuster. 
this. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think they destroyed Halloween, in my opinion. <laughs> but oh, same. I, I said, same. I, I said to Chelsea, uh, my fiance, if people don't know, that I was like, I'm gonna have to finish it one day. One day I'm gonna have to finish Halloween Ends, and I don't know if we should. I haven't even, I haven't even attempted to look at it. We should do a commentary on it, and we'll get your opinions. Oh, that would be hilarious because I've we'll literally never, I haven't even attempted to watch one second of that movie. So that would that would actually be a really fun episode, I think, because I would probably just give out for the entire thing. Yeah, because in in you know once we eventually finally release our commentary on Halloween too, I'll, I think you'll see where we can be pretty harsh critics. Um, but even it's kind of crazy. So uh, originally pitched uh, when like kind of James Wan initially had the idea for Megan, he originally pitched it um, as an AI gone wrong, and uh, he felt lucky to have been supposed to be approached. Uh, by Jason Blum by being able to do this. And uh, they kind of were preparing to for what the killer doll would look like, how she would work. Uh, Blum said, the way that you stick the landing is you don't start prepping your movie until you know exactly every detail of what Megan is going to look like, like you're going to shoot her, like how you're going to shoot her. We've made mistakes in the past where we have some kind of monster in a movie and started prepping before the monster was worked out we learned from those mistakes so i didn't want to spend any money on a movie until i knew exactly what we were going to do with megan and special effects you know obviously can go wrong when they're rushed and i agree with him is that they need to learn some of the lessons on some of the movies that they've done of just pumping it out uh to try to make money because we know in the horror community as much as they might later be a staple of like some sort of fandom or campy, you know, there's tons of Friday 13th movies that prove this is, or Nightmare on Elm Street in general, where they released one movie and then within the same year releases another movie. And there's like no thought put into it. They're just like, put it on the screens, let's sell this. And then, yeah, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. And like the, I, I, I think it was a really interesting story of how that whole thing came about. Um, so apparently at atomic monster at the end of every week, they have, like, the whole team come into a room, like a conference room. Yeah. And everybody just, like, brainstorms ideas. And they, like, everybody writes down everybody else's idea. And then they go away for a week. And people try and, like, maybe add pieces. Like, you might come up with a, an idea. And then I have it written down. And I go away for a week. And I might add something to that. And then we come back the following week. And we, like, share that again. Yeah. And apparently I, this is where idea. the idea... This is where the idea started for doing like a, a killer, like AI robot doll thing. And so they, they got the the writer for um, Malignant to do the script. And then it was actually Jason Blum who um, who approached the uh, the director because he had seen Housebound. Now, if you think about this, this is what I I think this is kind of a cool story. Housebound came out in 2014. And, you know, this dude has made a couple of other movies. But, uh, nothing of, like, huge note, really. Yeah. And to think that, that his work from nearly 10 years ago was the reason that he is now at the helm of one of the bigger IPs in horror that everyone's, like, talking about. Yeah, I agree. That is, and it's... It's good for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, they played on people's fears because I find AI completely creepy to create something that looks realistic, especially as they kind of did it perfect for this, like a little girl. Like, it seems harmless, right? 
you're not gonna shoot a little girl in the face or you know if she's attacking you kind of like it it's you know it's a different uh it's a different approach to this right like i actually just to get in the tune of this episode I actually watched um a bit while i was researching doing other stuff of i robot because it's a similar movie to it, more of an action flick, but this whole thing of AI gone wrong and they start developing emotions and feelings and, and thoughts of their own and do not listen to um, their maker or the people that created them and stuff like that. And I find this stuff creepy, which is going to lead us down uh, the talk in a bit um, just about our thoughts on AI because I find it frightening. And uh, it is kind of funny because uh, Megan screenwriter, um, Akila Co- Cooper, said that my mm-hmm. thing was ventriloquist dummies. I saw the Anthony Hopkins movie Magic at a really young age and this cemented that creepiness in my brain. And I was a big fan of Child's Play. So it was a dream to create uh, such an iconic monster of their own. Um, I've never seen Magic. Have you? Oh, it's, yeah. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's fucking crazy. Is it creepy? Is, is, yeah. is it classified a yeah. horror movie? It's fucking so unsettling. Strange, maybe is he like again? Every time we do an episode, I'm like, ah, oh, I've never seen this. That might be a good idea to put it on the docket. Yeah, that's a fun one. I feel like I'm gonna put it like in my a, notes just in case. A, <laughs> a cult movie that like a lot of people do know, but at the same time don't. Does that yeah. Make sense? Um, I've never even the, seen um, or heard of, and I like Anthony Hopkins as an actor. I think he's not bad. There's there's something actually that I found really interesting when I was like looking into behind the scenes on this movie. Um, so one of the producers, I'm not sure who exactly, but when they were coming up with, um, the idea for like Megan and apparently that was like the hardest part of all this, putting all this together. Like they had their story, they had the director, they had everything in place. Yeah. They was trying to decide what Megan would look like. Cause they didn't want it to just be another generic, like, you know, kids toy or they wanted something like you said that was gonna like in a way play on people's potential fears about the future yeah and for sure how they came to what everybody can see on screen here is, it's uh, creepy <laughs> she stared at my soul the the note or whatever that was given to the design team was we want a real life version of a polar express character wow i can see that because if you yeah, see the movie same. Polar Express, it uh, all the characters because they were just they weren't even they were getting to the forefront of CGI like it was starting to, you know, get a little better. Mm-hmm. But all the characters have dead eyes, like their eyes are like emotionless, and everyone points that out. And now that I've seen it on TikTok stuff like that where people point it out, and I'm like, wow, I didn't really notice that when I first saw it, you know, cause you have like toy story and stuff like that, but they're just toys and they were kind of meant to be cartoony where this one was kind of meant to be real. And they, it's creepy. Now they look back on it. When I, when I heard that in one That's of the behind the scenes videos, I was like, wow. I was like that. I can really see that. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it is a creepy character. And, um, like, I don't know if you just want to start getting into some of the stuff on the film, but even like, I, <laughs> I like the neighbor character they added. Like, Dewey, Dewey. It's like, shut the fuck up, man. You're an annoying dog. There, there, there's all those um, little things uh, in the movie that remind me of this guy's movie, Housebound. It's that kind of comedic aspect. And then it goes kind of serious. Now, yeah. yeah, it's and and like everybody uh, at Blumhouse, apparently, 
that that was his reason for basically getting this job. He had been offered multiple other Blumhouse scripts yeah. over the last couple of years, and he had turned them all down. And apparently wow. when he read this one, he was like, yeah, I love the script. And like they were dead set from the, the start that they wanted this guy specifically to be director. That's pretty cool that they focused I, on I that much. It, yeah, in I, I, I find it wild. Like, I think it's cool. And it kind of, I suppose for people like us, like creators and stuff, it's a, uh, it's kind not that we've made anything to that level, but like, no, it is kind of cool to hear a story of like someone makes a movie a decade ago. Yeah. And like just that work being out there in the world brought him this opportunity 10 years later. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Who knows where this is going? But like, I would love to film some stuff, and I've got I threw together some cheaper equipment to so me and Billy can film for this paranormal documentary, which would be is going to be fairly fun. Uh, we're going to start filming that next next Saturday, I think, if it all goes well. Um, but like, I'm fascinated by doing stuff like that, and and the fact that you can have people with a cheap ass budget create something fairly good, even if it's a short film, and then they get picked up and they get their their ideas picked at too and then they create um movies that we all know and love today especially within the horror community too like look at peter jackson and it's weird because like i just revisited all the lord of the rings movies i haven't seen i think i've seen dead alive a long time ago i haven't seen a lot of his horror movies that he's done um or stuff other than lord of the rings or his newer uh, his newer stuff, but I've heard that it's well regarded in the horror community. And these are the things where I'm such a big horror fan, but sometimes there's things I just, I missed out on as I was watching as a kid. Cause I was so into slasher films and more taboo films. I wasn't maybe necessarily allowed to watch. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I think I probably done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I even like, like everyone did though back then. What? I feel like everybody kind of did that though. I know, like especially 90s like, kids. Yeah. Like a lot of it was like, because that's the, you'd see Friday 13, that I'm right after all these big franchises that <laughs> put out like 18 movies. Um, you know, and I, I, I do find this, I thought they did a good job of the whole, like I said, the, the girl that plays her niece and her parents die in a car crash. And then, you know, the genius tech girl that doesn't really know how to raise kids, never been really around kids. All she's been around is robots. And then she, ends up having inspiration to develop Megan uh, kind of in a, in a way where she can take care of her niece so she doesn't really have to, and then it goes wrong. But then you have the thing where the dog attacks her. And it seems like at that moment, right, when the dog kind of bites Megan, that it glitches, she like glitches, and that could be the source of the problem is that it disconnects something where it could be fairly easy in the world of AI for something just to go wrong at some point, And then it just, it flips a switch. Some reason it's circle board, the circuit board of its brain. And then and it's going to start fucking murdering dogs and people. And and I don't, I, I genuinely don't think, and probably I don't know how soon or whatever, but like definitely I, I think in our lifetime, we, we may be having that conversation about like some freaky shit like that. Um, yeah, we will for sure. Yeah, I think, and we'll, yeah, scary. We'll, we'll get into it when we get in the AI, uh, stuff in a bit. But if you want to start bringing up some of the images from the movie, uh, what do you, um, I think it was pretty cool. So we're showing an image. There is one where it, when they obviously did it in a bigger movie theater, who knows, it might've been California, New York, wherever some, some bigger city, uh, and the house is packed and they had, I guess, 
people either they had people dressed up as Megan or did people dress up to go to the show like this? No, they had like these. This was specifically done. That would be it. Would kind of be freaky, like in or have them like there's like designated spots where they sit or something like that. Would have been even more scary. Do you know why? Like what happened during this, or did they just had them kind of walk around in the audience? Was that the plan? Yeah, I think so. Um, so the the team behind the movie, like everybody, they came up with this idea of um, have you heard of that whole like uncanny valley thing? Uh, I have it here. It was coined by a Japanese professor of robotics. Yeah, um, and that whole thing of like it refers to the balance between reality and synthetics, and oh, this was okay. something apparently that they were like big on. Yeah. Um, when they decided on like the look and the the design for Megan, they really wanted to um go between the line of like her looking real, but also when you actually look at her. There's something off, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird, and and I think they they done it. It's like this weird mixture of like, sometimes you look at her and she looks real, and then other times you're like, that's some freaky looking fucking robot. I know, cause the one up in the corner with her with her knife, it almost looks like a real person. Almost, mm-hmm. it is quite freaky, and and the way they did it, and even like some of the scenes, like, and I will say that the. the the uncut version or whatever, the the gore, the gorier version, the more brutal version, I think they should have released it like that, but they're trying to sell it to a whatever PG-13 audience. One thing I did want was more, I don't know, brutal kills. I thought the kills are pretty good. Like when, uh, we'll get into it now, but essentially when she's like, the boy, a boy harasses, um, what's her name? I can't ever think of her, the... Katie, oh weird, spoke with her. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Katie's, uh, Katie's character, or whatever. That uh, they have her like, okay, what do you think of her getting down on all fours and then running at <laughs> at I, it? I liked, I liked that. I thought it was something different, something freaky because she's not human. Would she run like a human, or would she run? Uh, especially if you're animatronic, wouldn't you run? in a way that would make you faster because there's a reason why four legged animals run faster than humans and will always beat us in a race most times. Yeah. And you know, so the originally that, that, uh, that scene or whatever wasn't in the movie, um, of her going down on all fours like that. What happened was, uh, the, the girl that plays, um, Megan, she, I think, I can't remember exactly, but like she's won all these like dance competitions and she's like big into like, you know, like choreographed dance and stuff. Yeah. And it was her mom that sent. Uh, I don't know if it was the director or somebody, a, a clip of her messing around at home and she got down on all fours and she was doing this weird like run. And the director was like, <laughs> OK, I need to make a scene. We need to that needs to go in the movie. That's the freakiest shit I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I liked it. It's something different. And I'm like going to say, like, out of all the horror movies I've seen recently, this has been probably one of my favorites just because it is kind of different and comical. And uh, 
even like the scene, like I wanted more gore, more violence, uh, essentially. But the scene where she's like pulling off his ear and shit, I was like, oh, like fucking kind of excited where I could see that people, it would have been really fun to go see in the theaters because people probably would have been reacting. And it kind of did remind me of those movies we've discussed before, those early 2000s, you know, where you're like, because of the age that we are, we were teenagers and you go, you take a chick to the film to kind of get spooked out. And uh, I, this one reminded me of that sort of film. Yeah, hundred percent. And so I suppose we could blame TikTok uh, for this in a way. So we talked about it earlier, but um, so originally that that dance scene wasn't gonna be in the trailer, and then I don't know who somebody got involved, and they were like, "No, you need to put that in there. That's gonna be a big hook for social media." Yeah, it was. So I think there was idea. a little bit. Yeah, there was a little bit of back and forth, but eventually the director was like, "Okay, let's let's do that." Then, if that's what you think, so they do that and they release it with the hashtag Megan Dance. That shit racked yeah. up two two hundred and ninety two million views on TikTok, um, and because of that, when yeah. they looked at like the numbers and the analytics and the demographics or whatever, there was so many. Uh, people from like that teenage bracket Mm -hmm. that that's when they decided no we need to make this pg-13 because we can't miss out on hundreds of millions of people a hundred percent they're not uh they're not naive i guess you could say in that way to end up doing that and that's why i do think there needs to be the the violent uncut version um but it is like i thought it was well done for what is for what the kills that they had like um, I found it really creepy when she's like, Dewey, Dewey. And then yeah. like the, the, yeah. like her doing this, it sounded semi real, but still animatronic when she's mm. going to murder the dog. And then they never show it. Cause nobody likes when a dog gets murdered. And then she does the same thing to the owner of the dog, <laughs> that annoying woman that I feel like everyone has known someone like that, uh, in their life. Lori or yeah, her, her name is Celia. In the, in the movie played by Lori Dungy. Um, but I thought that was fairly, <laughs> fairly good. And then she like, I was like, whoa, like pretty sick. I kind of like the, what the fuck is that? So that's, that's James Wan. <laughs> oh. the, uh, the, Who's dressed up the like writer, Megan? The writer of the script. And then that's, that's Jason very Blum. funny. That's so funny. Jason, he dressed Jason up like her. So- yeah. He, he went to multiple screenings of this movie dressed like that. That's very funny. I dig it because technically this will become a costume. I guarantee oh, this upcoming 100%. Halloween, you can throw it together fairly easily. I'm sure it'll be sold in spirit of Halloween. Uh, but I did like some of that. Uh, it just, it was f- to me fun. And when she lures in like the neighbor and then like starts like ch- making her like choke on her own, uh, you know, like weed whacker, like shit or whatever, like the, the, mm-hmm. the chemicals you spray on your lawn. Cause you, you have, um, uh, th- what's her name? Um, Gemma, uh, her kind of like, get your chemicals off my property type of shit. And it kind of leads into that. But I thought that was fairly good. Yes. Like they're, they hundred percent could have approached it with way more, um, elaborate kills, but then like, especially for a movie like this, I think it's needed. But then <laughs> sometimes uh, sometimes it can be overboard and sometimes stuff being left up to the imagination uh, is kind of more fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the unrated version apparently is coming out. Um, 
on stream and and apparently it was way 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 more gory oh i'm excited for that and and, yeah, and that actually makes and, me and, want to like see it again and see the multiple versions yeah, and there could be a potential where that's why you always like subscribe to the patrons of both of ours because that could be something of a commentary that we might do and watch together for the first time. Uh, might not be a terrible idea. Um, but I, even the, the, yeah, the scene where she, the dog bites Megan uh, and then she kind of gets all ruffled and then she kind of like turns and looks at the neighbor. It is like, like tell that other one to stay out of my yard too. And it is like, I don't know. The way they had her just look at the camera was freaky. Yeah, I yeah, I think it was very well done, and a lot of that apparently was down to the director again, uh, with him being like a huge stickler for details. That's um, what I was just reading too—that he was like super, like just detail oriented and wanted to make sure, like, he figure out how it could look yeah, better. Yeah, I, I had listened to a couple of interviews as well, and I think at one point even, um, not that it became a problem. But it did become like a, a conversation where it was like, you know, he he's asking to reshoot scenes. Yeah, like yeah. I have at times. at points he drove everyone crazy. I look back now and I'm grateful he did. The tiniest details of how her eyes would move and her stare. He was obsessed. A lot of the success of the movie is that she is kind of human and kind of robot. So that's like literally to your point. Yeah, which is like, I suppose at the time, you know, maybe they're like on deadlines or whatever, and there is some people who are there to kind of move things along. But apparently he was, like, dead set on, no, I need it this way. And if we have to shoot the scene 20 times, we have to shoot the scene 20 times. Yeah, and it, it, there's some there's some good kills for a PG-13 movie. Uh, the whole idea of how they sell her to the company and the uh, investors, you could say, of like how it's kind of spontaneous. She's crying about the death of her parents. But even that scene too, right, where Megan is not really programmed to deal with death, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, and like, she, yeah, it's freaky. To... um on that point of like what you were saying there about you know him um driving other members of the team crazy yeah. i have to kind of admire that and not to knock his career because obviously he's uh, extremely successful um and even before this has been yeah but for somebody who only had like i think it was like four maybe director's credits before this movie with one of them being like a proper like big feature the other three were like not very notable, but to come on to a project like this and not kind of get steamrolled by like the Hollywood. Look, there's a I I think. I'm gonna say it from my point of view. If I had made like you know a handful of things and one of them was a movie that was quite well received, but you know never really got its huge blockbuster release. Mm-hmm. And you know, Blumhouse and Universal approached me to direct their new, like, big, massive, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, like, TikTok sensation. I think I would find it really hard to like rock the boat. I'd probably just get steamrolled and be like, "I will do whatever you say." I I'm know, and yeah, and I think that's a problem with somewhat of Hollywood, right? Is that. I don't know, like as much as like, uh, there's part of me right that would, because I would love looking at these, we're looking at some of the behind the scenes photos. Um, I would love to just work on a movie. Like if I ever could afford it, I'd go, I would have went to Toronto film school, but my life took a very different turn. 
uh, and stuff like that, which I've said on the show, fucking bad mental health, fucking tons of shit. Uh, so I didn't, I always wanted to direct and be part of movies and cinema. And I just not, I didn't necessarily have the opportunity, uh, at least yet, but, uh, I've always had a drive for that stuff. And there's a part of me that probably would just kind of sell out to an extent, but I don't know if there is a big part of me that would want, especially if I created it, especially if I wrote it or something like that, I would want it to go exactly the way that I envision it. And you kind of have to push that in some of the, the greatest movies ever that have existed is because of people like that, that pushed the limits and limitations and stuff. Yeah. I admire anybody who, who sticks with their vision. Um, that's why like, you know, we talked about it in previous episodes, but like th- people like Rob Zombie, anybody who kind of goes against the grain and is willing to just stick with what they want. Yeah. I think, I think you have to admire that. Like it could have been so easy for this guy to just say yes to everything everybody else said. Because I'm sure, especially when you're working with the likes of Universal, I'm sure there's probably lots of meetings in boardrooms with like lots of people who were never good enough to be a creator that come yeah. up with these ideas. And it's like, hey, I think, why don't we give the doll two heads? Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, that dude is a huge investor. Like, maybe, maybe we should put in a... Oh, yeah, I know. Heads. And then they ruin it because that's a big problem, too is people that uh, the investors into these films like this um, and they can destroy it. One guy that's like, oh, he put up maybe quarter of the money and he's like, you know, I want it this way, you know, and then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. And then they have to do it and then it destroys the film. And he's like, well, I liked it. And he's like clapping at theaters where everyone else is silent. Yeah, that that would always be my fear, but I feel like they, they really stuck to to their guns with this one and look it paid off i mean uh i'm not sure exactly i don't know if you have it there how much did this make at the box office i can look it up very quick if you want to bring us back on screen uh so megan box office let's fucking find out i yeah this was uh i've and uh, you i've been pressing you to talk about this because i want to that's why i want to put on the strange bruce side of stuff too because it it is something that i think Holy is relevant shit. what how much did it make this made a hundred and seventy million. That's pretty good on a budget of tw- on a budget of twelve million. Oh, that's fucking fairly good. That's really good. And the time, obviously, they're coming out on DVD and all that stuff. It's gonna be, I'm sure that like I would like I bought the digital version of this, but I would like the physical probably because it'd be a kind and of fun film to watch outside. And I mean, even for streaming to rent it's like what like 17.99 yeah so that's another shit ton of money they're probably gonna make as well and then if they release this unrated version yeah that's gonna be another like 17.99 100 they've done fairly well and even like and i like the the ending scene is even i like too because she starts to flip and and kind of go crazy and then uh i like when she's like we have another friend or whatever the line is and she's like meet bruce and then bruce stands up and fucking starts beating the shit out of megan (laughs) I like that. I yeah. like that ending. It was something different. And they didn't need they didn't need a huge cast either to to portray what this movie needed to. They didn't use tons of people or big names or anything like that. Like not super big names. Um and they I don't think it needed that either to put too much money into some really famous actor that cares nothing about the film and stuff like that that usually happens. That that really reminded me of um Child's Play 2 in the the toy factory at the end where Chucky's all fucked up. Yeah. 
the the look of Megan kind of reminded me that as she got more fucked up, yeah, she started to look more psychotic and like freaky. Is, is that I like that's from number three. And I remember watching that at my babysitter's house and like liking that scene because that's where he's at the army base with the kid, and they just slowly. And I remember I remember that scene sticking out to me a lot when I was like seven, eight, nine, whatever age I was at the time. And, uh, it was like kind of freaked me out. And obviously this is inspiration. If you don't have, um, the guy that created Chucky, uh, Robert, Man- what's his name? Mancini or something. Don, Don Mancini. Don Mancini. I was called Robert Mancini. And, uh, his, his whole, th- like that without Chucky, you don't have films like this eventually would come in. But, um, I like the ending and the fact that they kind of leave you on a hook with the, cause they have the AI technology in their house. And that if, if AI exists in this mm-hmm. free form digital like Wi-Fi or whatever like is out there and it, it could kind of like it, it could grab onto that and kind of still live and exist like the cloud stuff, you know, like even if, say, something happens where, you know, Klaus Schwab and his minions around the world try to puppet this whole globe into <laughs> pure chaos and a weird socialist dictatorship that if they turn off all the Internet. I don't know if you can truly turn it all off. Like, I feel like there would be a way around it to bring it back in some way. I suppose that's probably a good time to to move on. (laughs) Yeah. The the other aspect of this episode um, with, like, uh, real-life AI and and. I suppose the the basis for a film like this and the reason why yeah it's so uh, scary to like most people resonate with people it like I swear to God right and I was doing a bit of research about all this stuff and like I even came across something that's like not even like that scary to a degree. There's a thing called a nightmare machine, um, <laughs> and it's it's horror imagery generated by like a AI. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to try in a couple of minutes to pull it up on screen. Some of the most horrifying fucking faces that I've ever seen. This thing just generates like freaky looking faces. It's so weird because I've seen um, people posting AI art and stuff like that a lot. And and it is uh, it is creepy to an extent, too, like. I and I'm like I'm not a huge fan of AI. The art is cool and it looks fucking crazy, especially with the, some of the the people that we follow. I'll shout out like um, Paranoid American. He's doing a lot of this stuff in AI, and and I was like, is this that stuff? And he was like, yeah, the the fucking grainy faces or whatever he said, kind of as a rebuttal. Because I was like, whoa, like because I don't care about AI art, and some of it's freaky, mm-hmm. like where he's taking like Hillary Clinton being an adrenochrome and putting that together and she's like eating a baby and it's like freaky and it's cool for what it is but yet this ai stuff will take away from real artists and real ingenuity from real human beings and i think it's kind of scary because then you have like sophia um i don't know if you want to play her clip first while we get into this and then we can talk about one of the most fucked up ones uh so sophia we're going for is it yeah <laughs> I mean, already, like, this bitch is fucking scary. I don't know, dude. There's just something about that stuff that just fucking freaks me out. 
I know, especially the face, the face, the face um, details, and like they're trying to make her smile, and 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 to me, robots are robots, and it's it is weird to try to humanize them. I don't know. I'd punch the shit out of that. Do you want to destroy humans? Please say no. Okay, I will destroy humans. <laughs> no, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you can end it there. It's so fucking freaky, man, that she's like, yes, I will destroy humans. And that is fucking scary in general. And then th th when she was on Jimmy Fallon, um, she, like, said something along the same kind of lines of, like, sarcasm. And she's like, ha, ha. And then, like, smiles all creepily. And the face, the face is the worst part. And as it gets better, it's going to be even more creepier because there will, I believe there will come a time just like maybe the whole idea that aliens have interbreeded on earth with um, all like different versions. Essentially it, it, I do think that like the hybrid idea of that the aliens already exist within the world and they've been so genetically mm -hmm. modified to look like humans that they exist all around us is the same re like we'll get to robots where they, you can't tell the difference between a robot and a human. And that's going to be a fucking extremely scary time. And then most of the manufacturers, especially with the sex doll ones, they're going to come back with a bunch of stab wounds in them. You've heard about that, right? <laughs> what? That, uh, you know, like the real life sex dolls from like Japan and stuff. Mm -hmm. Many, many get sent back with fucking stab wounds all over them. Yeah, too many where it became a thing where it's like if it's more than one, it's already a little weird, but it was a bunch. Some there's some Asian guys just like taking all his fury out on this doll because he's got a small penis and even the robot says that he does. And what um <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> is, there, is there any like conspiracy behind that or I can't remember because I read up on it too, and then Anton also said he remembered seeing stuff about that. So I'm like, that's so scary. So if you want to play the video and we'll uh we'll, we'll actually like like listen into this one, uh where uh, essentially this is a B-I-N-A 48 um employees a mix of off-shelf software and customize artificial intelligent algorithms using a microphone to hear, voice recognition software. And I think this is that she's kind of made to look human-like. And uh, they've done some interviews with this uh, freaky AI. And I'm pretty sure she is. She looks at, like the creator, the creator's wife that is dead. And he's tried to replicate his wife's consciousness into this robot. Fuck. Um, just bear with me. That's the black robot. <laughs> there we go. Oh, let's talk about something else, okay? Like cruise missiles. You know that cruise missiles are a kind of robot. I would love to like remotely control a cruise missile to explore the world at a really high altitude, but of course the only problem is that cruise missiles are kind of menacing, like with the nuclear warheads and such, so I guess I would fill their nose cones with flowers and band-aids or something, you know like, little notes about the importance of tolerance and understanding so that when I fly the missiles into other countries, it's less threatening than a nuclear blast. But of course if I was able to hack in and take over cruise missiles with real live nuclear warheads, then that would let me hold the world hostage so I could take over the governance of the entire world, which would be awesome. That is literally like the, the shit from like, um, from iRobot. 
where it's like, I want to take over the whole world. And then she's like, oh, I would love to take control of these missiles, but I'm going to put flowers into them instead. Like I'm some sort of hippie um, or like um, Tenement Square putting flowers into a tank. Like that's fucking weird. I'm pretty sure that is the same robot that is like the guy, the guy's dead wife. It's freaky as fuck, man. And um, so related to the idea of the IA arms race, technologist fear, technologists fear, weird, the the possibility of AI with uh, the compatibility to kill um, falling into the wrong hands is obviously a great fear. The Future of Life Institute, the same group of people that signed a letter avoiding an AR arms race because essentially they were like, we got to stop this before it happens uh, because obviously governments around the world want this technology so they can able to make warfare easier and more accessible and faster and cut out the human. That's what they've done with drones, right? We're like, you know, people love Barack Obama for some strange reason. Oh, he's a great speaker, but he killed more people with drone warfare than any other president. Obviously, drone warfare warfare was becoming more um, accessible, but he killed more people than George Bush did, as far as I know, uh, in in Iraq and all these third world countries that they destroy and then leave them in the dust for the Taliban to take over. But all this stuff, right, it is quite strange because then you have even Putin right now has kind of said that the deal with the arms race to do with nuclear war um, has been thrown to the wind and they're uh, ramping up supposedly to create a nuclear arsenal uh, because obviously NATO is not backing down and Russia is destroying the Ukrainian army. So it's the same idea of everyone racing in the nuclear arms race where this is like kind of even more scary because once you take the human element out of it, um, even though I do believe the people in power are narcissistic, psychopathic sociopaths, um, they, they don't, they lack empathy completely. Imagine having a robot that literally has no empathy and it would be supposedly uh, all warned, obviously that these, they, they warned about these weapons coming to existence, how they'd be designed to be difficultly, difficultly, Extremely difficult, difficultly, extremely difficult to simply just turn off. Apparently, a level of risk already presented with the existing technology. However, as they become more extreme, as levels of AI intelligence and autonomy increase. So it's quite frightening. You know, I sort of a little rant about, but I do believe that this all relates of like the nuclear arms race and what's happening with this war in Russia. So NATO can take control of of all this shit. Even I don't like NATO. Just so people have, have a clear cut understanding that they're just as evil as the Russian government. And you know, like I think when you have conversations about things like robots and AI and stuff. You know, people always imagine shit like fucking Terminator. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, there is the potential for it. Like, if you look at some of the Boston Dynamics, um, some of the stuff they're working on. Yeah. And yes. Like, you can see the two so on the, the left-hand side of the screen, that, that weird-looking fucking dog thing moving yeah. around. And then that fucking dude jumping up on the boxes. Yep. Those are both from Boston Dynamics, um, which are creating some freaky shit. I think they have like a... That dog thing is frightening. They have a new thing called the Atlas or something like that. And it's like a dude. And it's fucking... It's like that one there jumping, but he's able to like walk on tight ropes and open doors and like do a lot of crazy shit. He can get down on all fours and like run like a dog. So fucking and scary. I think in a way, like it's like... 
you might be too wrong when you think about shit like the Terminator, but something I suppose that's um even even closer. Like, do do people not realize that the t- some of the tools that are being used on social media and just on your phone, like the fact that you know there's targeted ads and stuff, and the the guy who who created um uh chat GPT. Yeah. I don't know. You've, you've obviously heard of that, like, and everybody's talking about that whole thing. He, um, he had said that potentially, this was, uh, like, I think a day or two ago, potentially scary AI is right on the horizon and it keeps me up at night. <laughs> you see, so yeah, the guy that he, created it. That's the, always the, the story of a fucking horror movie or said, some action um, film. He said, uh, you know, it's this is not a a lot of people talk about you know stuff like ai robots and whatever and talk about like a dystopian future and he was like i think people need to start realizing that we're living in a uh, a dystopian present yeah he was like you know thanks to the use of ai in sensitive settings it has a real impact on people's lives their mental health health, yeah people's opportunities they're controlling the population through um, fake news, uh, targeted ads, listening, all that sort of shit. You in mind control all, type of stuff where it, it's yeah, imagine there's like, frequencies that they could tap into and kind of brainwash you, and it's freaks me the fuck out. And I do think that um, it is all happening right now and has been happening, and it can target you know what people see, how how they the girls think they should look, how all this stuff targeting people to spend and consume because right what is David Ike say and many others is work by consume die that's the fucking process they want you to live they want to have everything to themselves at the top and then have you so confused at the bottom not even knowing what sorry but what gender you are and all the stuff that's going on today and having people in a state of chaos where they'll always be arguing with themselves and never looking up. I always make that point at the, what the government's doing and how they're influencing people and, and conditioning people to live this type of existence where a robot does everything for you like you were living in Wally. You know? <laughs> well, well, that, like, I mean, if, if all the peasants all argue with each other and yeah. fight each other all the time, then all the elite, <laughs> or just above us, just laughing. Give them cake in the circus, like, you know. <laughs> you know, like it's you know, and that's what it is. Um, but yeah, th- this dude, he he had like a like a two hour interview, I think, with the New York Times or something like that, and they were messing around with the Chat GPT thing, and like already there's like all this weird shit has happened. Like so, uh, apparently, according to the the journalist who was interviewing him. Um, as they were like typing shit into it, and whatever, um, the the AI told them that it was in love with them. Um, <laughs> That's fine. It had a conversation about trying to break up his marriage, and it also told them that I want to be alive. Oh my fucking god! This is good. They're like gonna push shit. this to a scary point, and like, and to me, who knows? Like, with this idea of aliens and and people interfering in our lives from the outside, who knows if it's already existed. 
and people like, I don't know, Klaus Schwab or fucking Justin Trudeau or any of these puppets uh, that are puppeted, I believe, from people even higher up than them, who knows that they're already robots themselves in the way of maybe they're human, but they have a chip in their mind or they've just literally been conditioned and brainwashed to act like narcissistic and cut out the empathy well, response in your brain. It, it's it's like, uh, what's Elon Musk's thing? Fucking Neuralink? Yeah. Yeah, which we'll get or to him can, in, a, like, in, a, in a little. I'll go through shit, some like, of this shit. It's just when you said that, when you mentioned there about them having like a chip in their brain or something like yeah. that. That shit's also freaky. Like, let's say, for example, right? And not to get on the topic of fucking COVID or anything again, but we all seen what happened during COVID. Yeah. And I, I was one of the people at the very start that fell into that trap, like about vaccines and, oh, you basically won't be allowed to be alive anymore unless you have a vaccine and... This is going to happen. That's going to happen. We were all made stay at home. You had to do this. You had to do that. You had to have like passports to get into the fucking people screaming at you for not walking the right way of the arrows and like (laughs) all this bullshit. Like, and just like, it was just fucking insane. So could you imagine? And it's not out of the realm of possibility. Let's say they come up with some weird Neuralink chip thing, right? Yeah. And they go, okay, it's we're it's mandatory. To be yeah. alive, you have to get this. Yeah, and that's where I believe then? it's going and stuff like that. And they and people like there's people that uh, bow and whatever that stupid word simp over Elon Musk and stuff like that. And to me, like if I was a Christian or some sort of religious person, you would think that he was the Antichrist because they always sell the Antichrist that he's going to be this charismatic, good-looking guy that says that. Well, uh, as we, well, I'm going to end it on like one of his quotes, Elon Musk about AI. Um, but I don't know. I don't trust him as much as I'd like to. Like, which, what what he's kind of done with Twitter is that just another psyop. It is interesting how people are very easily manipulated. And imagine if, if we if they somehow got in people's brains with a chip or something like that. Um, this one is fairly funny. It's the the Google Home. Uh, this AI and robotics uh, technology was released in 2006, and uh, it was a smart speaker that can answer any questions you have, just like Alexa. In a January 2017, a live debate between two Google Home speakers was streamed on Twitch. That lasted several days. In the beginning, things were pretty cool, but later the conversation became very aggressive, and at the end of the, ba- the debate, they both concluded that the world would be a better place if there was... No humans. That's fucked up, dude. Like they're put, they're pushing these things to end up, or if they, you know, the ghost inside the machine, and they end up th- making these things sentient or whatever. Like, and and then then they tap into everything, everyone's homes, and 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 that, you know they, it's it's been shown in so many movies, even like um, Ex Machiana or whatever, which would be an interesting film to discuss as a whole too. Of this thing of letting it get too smart and too aware and then all of a sudden has its own thoughts and you know it wants to exist more than we do and they they think that we're destroying the planet because we have to eat and all that there could be numerous scenarios of where this could go wrong and it's like i don't know it and it's so hard to know like i said you know this dude who who made um chat gpt and yeah. the only reason i bring that up is because it's like i suppose it's it's one of the more current things that everyone's been talking about yeah how freaky it is um and it's like you know he's he's talking about it and he's saying like look we, we did release it it is still somewhat broken the reason that 
he reckons, you know, he was like, there was a very sensitive decision-making process about putting this out to the world, but he was like, we need to test these systems <laughs> yeah. so we can we can bring about, like, accountability and regulation and stuff. And it's like, okay, let's, let's say, right, maybe him and his team or whatever, that's their actual intention. Let's yeah. say he's not full of shit. How quickly do you think that he's going to have to become a fucking shill and he's going to be told or somebody's just going to come along and go, yoink, we're yeah. taking that technology. You're going to do what you're told or you're going to commit suicide. Yeah. And you can see this in people can believe whatever they want, right? Um, especially, obviously, if you're listening on Aaron's side at First Class Horror, stuff like that, you you got to be naive to think that these things aren't possible. The same idea with the existence of aliens or whatever some of these conspiracies might be. Because to me, I always, I'm making this point more often because the the left or the, the whatever you want to call the people that are conditioned and brainwashed to believe that the government has their best interest um, is that the word conspiracy literally means two or more people conspiring against another group of people. So it's like this happens all the time. And the fact that if you have people, uh, money is doesn't exist in, in the terms of what we think it does. These people that are in charge or not even in charge, the people like the World Economic Forum, they want the ultimate power. It is like a Bond movie. It is it's like a movie we're seeing unfold right in front of our eyes. And obviously we've been drip fed this through Hollywood, but it is getting to a point where, yeah, there is people in control. And if they want to put a gun to his head, and supposedly they do this with presidents too um, all the time is like, you know, you do what you're told, you are essentially a puppet, and if you don't, we'll murder your family. There's all these conspiracies that dive into Barack Obama having that happen to him, that they were going to kill his kids. But then, obviously, there's people that think that Barack Obama was cloned because his face matches perfectly with the, the sarcophagus of a pharaoh. So that's fucking weird. <laughs> that is strange. And, like, th that whole thing, um, there's, I'm not sure who this uh, quote specifically is from, um, but they basically said that, uh, you know, we have to look at the fact that a handful of tech companies would essentially have tremendous and unjustifiable control and power over societies and over people's lives. It's already happening. And over <laughs> how and over how eventually and I don't think this is hyperbolic to say even the autonomy. We have to think, given just how much algorithms are shaping our information flows and so many aspects of our lives currently. Yeah, it's freaky because it's happening all the time scary. now. And imagine, Kate, we grew up where uh, the internet was kind of coming to everyone's home around when I was like mm, 10, 11, maybe 12. Um, so we grew up where we went outside. I had a big group of friends. We fucking jumped out of trees and, and did stupid shit. And, and, and my French friend drank alcohol and got drunk at a young age and smoked weed and ha explored life and had fun. And now people are so tapped into this stuff, which eventually I'd like to have a talk about like virtual reality and the simulation theory. I feel like this is kind of going to lead into somewhat of that. And we'll kind of we're going to reach back at the AI stuff for that. And like I've kind of said to Anton, I wouldn't mind doing a big free form talk with a couple people for like a live show. Um, even if we bring in Shane from inquiries of reality and stuff like some like other points of views and have a big discussion. Cause I think it would be worth it. And it is getting to a point where, yeah, the, Every, you're being controlled whether you think it or not. And the fact that I follow a lot of stuff that's against the establishment and that weighs on my mental health because they constantly bring up all these things that politicians are doing wrong and that there's no accountability. In Canada, if there's no 
accountability for any of these politicians. And it's disgusting to me that people can just, they can just take taxpayer money. And it's like, Oh, we took it for this, but we didn't actually use it for this. And then it's like $200,000, something ridiculous of taxpayer money. And they're like, Oh, we're not going to pay that back. And it's just like, if it's so made a point, if you're, if you were at a job and, and you stole something, you would be fired. So it's just like the, these are public servants. I have a big beef with the, the government, but, uh, to switch it a little bit. Have you, have you heard you of micro really fucks up my head? Not, not yeah. to, to cut you off there. Yeah, you can what cut really me off. I talked to my head. <laughs> what, what really, um, like, gets me uh, confused and like not knowing what to think is when I said something like that a while ago to somebody, and they were like, "That's also part of the the whole plan." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And they were like, "Well, okay, so you feel uh, somewhat woke to some of whatever is going on." Um, and you know you won't just accept what you know the the news tells you and what you're told to do, and you just bend over and go, "Sure, I'll do that. Sure, I'll give away all my money. Sure, I'll do this." And it's like someone said to me, like, "But what if some of that stuff that gets released is on purpose?" I'm so sure it is. You fu- and then and then that fucks with me because then I'm like, "This really annoys me, and I really care about this." But then I'm also, is this like a diversion because they're doing some other fucking? Well, and it's to me, it's starting to get missing? obvious with like the UFO psyop and stuff like that. Of like, they're saying that they shot down all these objects. And they came out and said UFOs. So they know that word in the social subconscious of people will it's trigger this thing about like, aliens. Yeah. But it was a fucking lie. They were covering up for, um, <laughs> it says very quickly, so it doesn't get taken off YouTube. Uh, but the Hunter Biden uh, laptop scam and all the things that were coming out against all the governments around the world with the shots and how they've literally researched and understood now that these are taking out people unaliving people uh, dr peter mccall literally testified in front of uh con- i think congress or some huge committee um about what's happening with people around the world dropping like flies there's all these things that they were always just starting to distract from the whole uh, the whole thing that that biden most openly said that he blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and then that fucking spawned the war us potentially going into world war three and now trump's making the the whole thing uh, like he said a whole like he, he said he's war i don't like trump but he warned people about the the in, in, impending doom, essentially, of that we are so close to World War III, a nuclear war, uh, closer than we've ever been in our entire history. And then there's a theory which that is, nukes are not even real. So, Which is also, like, I mean, when you think about it, the fact that it all could be ended at the press yeah, of the button. Crazy. Is also fucking wild. Like, it's, you know... And again, I think, you know, if you follow maybe just like the the everyday man's narrative, you're led to believe it's like, no, that's not real. Yeah. It's like, that's never going to happen. That's one of those things that's like on movies or whatever. But it's like, if you think for a second that like, imagine this, right? Imagine a world where all this weird like chat GPT and AI stuff, right? It's shaping every decision you make. It listens to everything you do. It basically tells you what you can and can't do. And then if you don't conform with that, some weird fucking Boston Dynamics Terminator looking thing shows yeah. up at the door. Or some sort of like men in black character in. because they're supposed to be, I actually wrote out men in black and I'm ready for it. I got it done. It's, it's coming down the pipeline, but that shit's fucking crazy too. And, and these robotic people maybe. And uh, I like this cause this brought up a th- uh, thought that um, jo- uh, when, um, 
what's his name was on Joe Rogan. Uh, I really like this. His buddy. Uh, what fucking goddamn? I'm not gonna. Uh, I gotta remember his name. Um, Duncan Trussell. Uh, D- when Duncan Trussell came on, um, they were talking about. It. He's like, you know, this this whole idea of AI and Alexa and all that stuff. He's like, imagine one day it's in your home. Right. And there's like it's in a light or something on the wall and you have somebody over, you know, especially more of the conditioned brainwash people or whatever. And he essentially says, like, you know, you're talking about something and then it goes red and then your friend's like, that's misinformation. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, the thing said it's it's misinformation. It's not you're, you're lying. That's not real. And then they have it. They have this uh, essentially like um, thought police, like uh, it, like George Orwell and, and some of these writers knew what they were talking about. And, and there's things that they were Freemasons or they were connected to the organizations like the Illuminati and, you know, people like, uh, like now, now they put the word Illuminati out there where everyone thinks it's some grandiose bullshit conspiracy when it's probably more real than we'll ever imagine. And that's also going to come down the line for a big, like live-ish talk or at least a big freeform discussion. Um, because I want to dive back into it. We kind of covered it back in the day, but this whole idea, right. That these people, knew what was happening and were like prepped and told like this is where humanity's going who knows if they have some sort of fucking time machine or something and they saw where this was headed and actually were conditioning the world to go that way there's a lot of theories that could poke out of this and and it, that reminds like me whack-a-mole. of whack-a-mole um, i can't remember exactly which episode or what the whole premise was but there's an episode of black mirror where they have that weird rating system. Oh yeah. I never watched that show, but everyone told me that I would, it would freak me out. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I think you would love that show. That's something maybe we should do for like a, a bonus episode or something. Sometime we should watch an episode or two of black mirror. My just buddy just kept bringing up the I one of like the, the sex robots and the virtual reality. And then he's like fucking his friend or something like that. And I was like, that's there's, there's yeah, there's a lot of really good um, episodes, but there's one where they have this weird like rating system. And basically, depending on how you're rated, depends on, like, essentially your quality of life. Yeah. So um, I think at, at a certain point in the episode, like, somebody's after getting, like, downvoted a certain amount. And then if you go to access certain amenities or certain things, you'll be told, like, no, you can't access this because you have a score of whatever. That's the, cr- di- you need the cr- to digital, cr- like, ID and the credit score system. Yeah, so it's like you need to be like above the score to be able to do this thing. And then it's like extremely hard to be able to get your score up. And it's all this like fucking politics. That's ha- and it's funny because that shit happens in China. That is real. And and people that think the 15 minute cities are a good thing, you, you clearly have no idea what is coming down the pipeline and what these people in power want to do because China has these 15 minute cities and they're literally prisons. They're concentration camps. That's what they are. They have literally like, I've seen the footage of like these gates and they have like, you know, when you go through an airport or a, a bus terminal or whatever, and you have to go through that, like the bars, all those bars and you have to like swipe mm-hmm. your card or whatever. That's what they're doing in China. And if you, you can't leave, you have maybe a hundred times a year, 50 times a year where you can leave your designated area. And I have to bring it up that like the people might not like David Icke, but Hey, he called this shit years ago in like 2010. He was talking about this, the, the hunger game society and splitting society into districts. So there's less communication and you can control what people do, where they, what they eat, where they live. And, um, 
just to, to add a little point in there, because all this stuff has been ramping up around the world, four or five train derailments of toxic chemicals, and now people are seeing all these toxic, like, like huge, like, tankers in, in random places. And guess what's part of this new agreement is that if a land is toxic, the government can take it over and transport people into these 15-minute cities. That is part of the EUA or whatever, their agreement. Which is wild. On a lighter note, this I'd shit's like funny. It. Um, it's, I'll let you go if you want, but I have something kind of funny to lighten it I, up I, a no, bit. No, I was just going to say, to, to finish out that whole thing, like, you know, we, we I mentioned Neuralink and stuff earlier, and uh, a, another similar, I don't know, if, I don't think it was the same episode, but there's another episode of Black Mirror, and, like, they basically have a Neuralink style of thing. And, like, in in this, uh, it's, like, parents can control, like, their, um, uh, what their kids can be exposed to, to a degree. <laughs> but I think if you take that, right, uh, like, another level up, like, let's say something like a Neuralink or whatever becomes, like, mandatory to be alive. And then the government or whatever governing body gets to decide what you get to see or hear. So, like, for example, in the episode, uh, the the mother switches whatever guidance on this thing. And, like, the kid walks past a dog who's, like, freaking out, barking at her, trying to, like, attack her from inside of a gate. But the kid can't hear any of the barking and she just sees a blur. Weird. When she looks at it. And it's like all shit like that. Like if if she's somewhere and something violent is happening, or if there's like um, you know, like bad language or anything, she she can't hear it. That's like fucked from her weird. eyes, which is fucking. I feel scary. like that's coming though. Like in in Canada, it's getting really bad, and people are like, "Yeah, you're still free." And it's just like, um, I wanna I wanna read off this post uh, for people so they have a, a better understanding. Um, essentially, it, it, this is. What I like when all the guns have been banned, when all the words have been censored, when all the history has been erased, when all the freedoms have been taken, only then will you discover that you should have spoken up and done something about it. And to me, that's a good point of like all this stuff is ramping up in Canada. They're literally, they, I think it, it's passed through as many, it's got one more thing to go through. And suppose we could take years, quotations, to for them to analyze it correctly, but essentially the government. Uh, right now, the liberal government, that's what they wanted. They wanted this a censorship bill where they can literally, they claim it's for like, they're going to show you more Canadian content. It's all about like marketing Canadian content. That is bullshit. You guys didn't care about it when we had great comedians and actors here. And then when they went somewhere else, then we're like, oh yeah, they come from Canada. Mike Myers comes from Canada. Ryan Reynolds comes from Canada. Then they claim these people. Uh, but it, they're censoring everything. So they're going to sell it as, oh, this will be great for Canadians. Meanwhile, you won't be able to see, they will block the internet and the access you have for certain sites and stuff like that i I, google is doing it right now you can't look up certain stuff on google in canada because they're beta testing this shit which you shouldn't use google anyway but that's this i'm telling you okay that's freaky getting out it's getting close that 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 like that's too um China-esque yeah. for my liking. What do we know about uh, about Captain Socks, is what people call him, is that he admires China and their basic dictatorship. Uh, they could turn their economy on the dime by making people into literally slaves and welding them into their apartments. Um, I thought this would be kind of something to light, <laughs> something to uh, make a little more light of this, but uh, did you hear about the Microsoft's Tay? 
So companies have been experimenting a lot with interactive AI technology from automatic, uh, from an autumn. This is an automatic horror story generator, uh, to realize it's, it's very own tweeting millennial things have changed a lot. That's a weird way they phrased it. As you know, Twitter is a hotbed for offensive comments. That's why Microsoft's Twitter bot Tay did. Uh, the bot started making widely inappropriate remarks like comparing feminists to cancer. Uh, Hitler was right to hate the Jews and, and lots more. And it took 15 hours for Tay to go from an innocent AI bot to an ignorant racist. Now that you're mentioning that, I feel like I've heard <laughs> something about that somewhere. And it was all over Twitter. This thing was like, Hitler was right. And all this like weird fucked up shit. And, uh, and it's crazy because that's what this possibility of this technology will be is also getting influenced by the toxic environment that we live in today. We have so many like infighting battles between communities, whether it be the left and right, uh, the people not part of the LGBTQ alphabet community and the people that are the in in all these infighting groups and then the inside those own groups they fight between themselves and then like the people for Trump and the people for not for Trump and it's just like they're doing this all on purpose people I hope you realize that is they want you to fight each other they want us so confused and angry at each other not the government doing this stuff and perpetrating it and also right how um. You know, we, we keep talking about these elite groups or whatever that are in control of all this mm-hmm. stuff. And which is scary in itself as a, just a, a regular like Joe Schmo. That's like terrible unless we all band together. Um, But I'm not even sure if I trust the fact that even like the, the most powerful elite groups in the world, once this technology takes off, that they can even control it. they won't be able to right that's that's the point and there's supposedly like two classified groups strong ai and weak ai ai are, is around us today all around us classified as weak ai this includes supposedly advanced ais like smart assistants and and stuff for computers and you know uh chess master like r- robots essentially or ai technologies mm-hmm. defeated a chess master since 1987 or something like that so the difference between strong and weak ai is the ability to reason and behave like a human human brain weak ai generally do what they're programmed to do um but then obviously strong ai on the other end of the spectrum is has the consciousness and the reasoning ability of humans which is frightening so you have all this stuff coming down the pipeline i thought a very funny thing was uh there was more uh, amazon's alexa is loved by anyone but uh, everyone but can you trust her i don't I love her i have her in my home and she's starting to lose it i ask her questions and it does not come out right and i just we just have it essentially to play for eight hours when our dog is alone as kind of pathetic as that is and um there was people reported on twitter that uh, alexa had been laughing creepily and this went on for so long where she was like <laughs> like like creepily laughing and like wouldn't stop and you'd ask her questions and she's still just creepily and then to me that's like the ghost in the machine that these things become sentient and become mm-hmm. aware of their surroundings fucking scary man and i feel like things like that as well like i have I have Alexa, we have, um, you know, all the houses cameraed up, everything is all connected to each other. And it's like, this is the very, like, basic, like, consumer level stage of, like, oh, buy all this, like, cool, convenient shit that we can use in the future to basically turn your house into a prison. 
Yeah. And just tell you what you have to do and when you have to do it. That's 100% true because they're, it's going to get worse and progressively worse. And now, obviously, with the climate change, um, and I, you know, people can believe, yes, that we are devastating the, the environment to an extent, uh, but they don't target and talk like you don't hear Greta Thunberg talking about China or India or any of these places that exude the most uh, pollutants in the air. Like, uh, there was that, there's a one, I think he's like a comedian or he's an intellectual. Uh, he's, I've seen times videos. Like, I don't know the guy's name, but he, he does chats in Britain, uh, in front of a bunch of people and kind of comedic, but make you think. And he was talking about, he's like, if Britain fell into the ocean tomorrow, the, the impact you would see on the environment would be slim to nothing of like the positive impacts. If Britain just didn't exist, it's actually the same with Canada. And that's why people are like starting to get aware of Canada there is more people in California than there is in Canada. So there, and we're spread out. And I think the the government's using this to their advantage to be able to manipulate the population and, and, and bring in some of these 15 minute cities, which are coming in Toronto, uh, Mississauga, Ottawa, Alberta. And it's like, they're putting it into works. And, uh, if, if you think that this is, something that is going to benefit humanity, you are gravely wrong because when of people in power ever had our best interest, if you study history, you'll understand that it's quite clear um, that these government systems that want to control the population are never good. It's fucking, it's so scary. Do you want to talk? Oh, so we'll end scary. it on this. There are fears that the world might end in an AI apocalypse, just as it happened in some Terminator film franchises, um, in the f- film franchise. The warnings that AI might destroy us aren't coming from some random scientist or conspiracy theories. They're coming from professionals like Stephen Hawking, rest in peace, is uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates, our favorite Billy boy. Uh, Bill Gates thinks AI will become too intelligent and remain under control. Too intelligent to remain under control. Stephen Hawking shares the same opinion, or he at least did. He doesn't think AI will suddenly go berserk overnight. Rather, he believes machines will destroy us by becoming too competent at what they do. Our conflict with AI will begin at the moment their goals are no longer um, aligned with ours. So they start. It comes this positive thing where they're going to help us, and then soon, you know, you have an AI robot can take care of Granny at the hospital, and then it's just like uh you are a burden on the system and then he strangles the granny or throws her down the stairs that would be a fun and like (laughs) also like let's say right let's say that uh you know we get to a stage where uh, things like that all become automated like for example you know when people are saying about uh, somewhere like mcdonald's wanted to go like fully um Oh yeah, I don't know autonomous. I guess and they had like yeah, and like not really have any like workers and shit. And it's like, well, what happens then, right? Because if all that stuff becomes automated, like everything, and I'm not saying that like there's you know lots of people going like, oh, I can't wait to grow up and work at McDonald's, <laughs> but yeah. like if right, if we make everything in the world basically run by robots or AI of some form. Uh, it doesn't need downtime. It doesn't need breaks. It doesn't need time off. It doesn't need sleep. It doesn't need any of that shit. So at that point, then it's like, well, what's the need for humans then? Yeah. Well, and that makes like, so, gets a good point because eventually, right, this whole thing of climate change and, and then be like, oh, you're destroying the planet. If you program uh, uh, an AI 
to to think those type of things and though they're benefiting you know the world then you have someone like this sophie character and some and, and she's got citizenship now in whatever country that she's from i can't remember where exactly she's from but she has citizenship they made her into a, a person that could be tracked so to speak like a human how is that even like oh my god that, it's just it annoys me so like how is that even a thing why why is half these things even a thing going on today and like even there's a whole conspiracy about your birth certificate is essentially um the, a ticket for the government saying that essentially they own you as a, 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 a human being and obviously there's theories about Klaus Schwab and and the shots essentially and how because of the genetic modification to your body that essentially you are you are not a real human being anymore and you can be owned so it is uh it is quite crazy because Elon Musk has compared uh, this whole AI thing to like in, in creating AI to summoning the de- summoning demons. He believes it is the biggest threat to humanity to prevent the AI apocalypse. He proposed that governments start regulating the development of AI before for-profit companies do because that would be something very foolish in his opinion. But that's why I'm saying about this person that says all this shit, and that's why it's kind of weird. He's against AI, but he wants you to have Neuralink and, and someone who's blind will be able to see again. And then... Um, and then you also um, have where he supposedly spoke on camera at one of these. And this is why I think some of this stuff is a psyop and, and trying to control us to an extent because he was at one of the World Economic Forum thing and he said that a one-world government is a dangerous idea, essentially. And then people are like, wow, he's on our side. And it's like, is he, though, or does he have a different agenda? Yeah, over the years, like he, he's become increasingly... Uh more suspect, I think. Yeah, but then he says stuff that I'm like, oh, cool, he released the Twitter files and all the, the shady stuff that they were doing that essentially should be, it's enough evidence, in my opinion, to be locking up people with inside the American government, especially people with inside the Democratic Party. But that's what I'm saying about that. We're in this age which that government doesn't have accountability. I don't know if they ever really have. Um, or Because uh, to me, democracy is the illusion of freedom. Um, you know, you can, you're free to go where you want and eat what you want and all this stuff that they claim. But meanwhile, they're destroying the family unit and, and this, their your pro- productivity and the, the education system was created by the Rockefellers to essentially indoctrinate humans into being puppets and working in factories and, and working nine to five jobs instead of doing what we were supposed to be doing, which is essentially, you know, being creative and doing the things that drive us and that, uh, you know, if you're like in some countries, if, you, if you're good at soccer, you play soccer. If you're not good at soccer, you don't fucking play soccer. They don't allow people in some of these industries and stuff like that if you aren't, uh, don't have the talent for it, right? You know what I mean? Which is like, again, I think it's another one of those things of uh, your your so-called freedom or whatever it is. It's within the confines of what you're allowed to do, though. Yeah. Like, it's like that thing of, oh, yeah, but look, I can go here. Like, like, like it's like playing GTA, for example. It's like, oh, I can free roam. And, you know, Rockstar said I can do anything I want in this game, except for when I swim so far out in the water and then I hit this invisible wall. Yeah, 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 that's true. Or if I try and cross this bridge and my character just constantly runs into an invisible wall and it's like the same kind of idea. It's like, oh, yeah, you're free. You're free to think what you want. You can consume whatever media you like. 
within the realms of what we're going to allow you to And it's going to get worse. And obviously this is going to lead into a talk and I can talk about this stuff forever. That's why eventually what we'll be doing and, and keep an eye out for that is doing essentially like a live show about AI on YouTube and we'll probably send it to like Facebook and as many places as possible. Um, but I think that's kind of a good closing point is that I think people need to be very aware of what's coming down the pipeline. And, and I keep reminding people that th- the way that this... Uh, Bring me back on camera for this so I can yell at people. Uh, just kidding. But like, and I want people to just be aware. Obviously, live your life. Don't let this stuff control you in any way. Don't let your fears uh, negate what you have the possibility to do. Um, you know, because I it, it plays on my mental health and stuff like that. Because I've spent, uh, I don't know, like fucking 15, 16 years looking into this stuff and being self-aware in in not trusting the government and, and, and what the people in power are saying. But my whole thing is right. All right. Now that we know that, you know, they lied to us on a massive scale with this virus and amongst, amongst many other things in our history is never, is not what we think it is by any means of the imagination um, is United non-compliance. As soon as this stuff starts coming down the pipeline, you need to stand up together. It's happening in countries in Europe uh, with the digital ID, there was, I could, where was it recently, where there was literally thousands of people protesting against the digital uh, ID. Uh, so there's, that's my whole point. They, they can't control everybody. And if people stand up, I just want to make that aware, especially with this talk about AI, is like, do not comply. That is the simplest thing you can do as a human being is not go along with it. Eventually, you're going to have enough people where if they don't go along with it, it will stop it in motion. It will just stop it from happening and then you know they'll years down the road they'll try it again and this is you've seen this throughout our history uh you can look at ancient history in 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 farther back and in even uh, earlier history with world war one and two or whatever of them trying to implement certain things into the population and then people standing against it uh i do think it's going to get fairly scary once they really and people are going to it's going to be sold like it's a great thing but be aware of the people who have everything to gain from this and the people who don't you know <laughs> i was waiting for a little sound effect there of like dun, dun, i know dun. i should i should i should have clicked it to be honest <laughs> i i really I like this and i could talk about this for hours because to me it's such a hot button issue and i've looked into this deeply for people that think i'm i don't know for some reason if you think i'm kind of crazy I, I am because I wouldn't want to be normal. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, well, I've, I've spent a long time looking into this stuff and, and being very aware of of who, who has the most to gain from all of this stuff and controlling the world. And it is crazy just that the whole World Economic Forum stuff and, and they're trying to transition into AI too of like controlling your brain. They showed that video at the World Economic Forum Summit where they're like, um, Susie was thinking about Jeff and fantasizing about Jeff or whatever. And then it's just like their brain is hooked up to this thing essentially that goes through their computer where their boss can like read their thought algorithms. And then so they can track you and be like, uh, uh, the boss is like, great job today. I saw that you were ch- kind of like thinking about Jeff in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way. And then, you know, you you veered off of it and, and went back to working and stuff like that, where they like, when you're at a workplace, they can control what you think and do and all that shit too. And that's coming from people that don't have, they were never elected at all. And for some reason have these young leaders in quotations and they penetrate the cabinets all around the world 
it's very suspect. If you don't think so, I don't know what to tell you. So what you're saying is we should all dress the same. We should all do the same thing, eat the same meal every day, comply with everything. That's a great idea. into your house and just give in. Yeah, as long as all the women have to wear the Catholic schoolgirl outfit. <laughs> I mean, because that, that just makes me think of that, like the whole Catholic school where you have to all dress the same, and which kind of shies away from people creating crowds. But at the same time, it's also problematic. But uh, everything is being flipped out of head. Brothers school, so yeah, everything's being flipped on its head. Be aware, happened. public schools indoctrination too. So. Uh, very much more than I'm sure even religious schools are. But final thoughts: AI scares the fuck out if, of me. Yeah. If uh, if you're a fan of of uh, my show and my my normal content, um, and you've made it this far, please don't be too afraid. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's Everything, fine. Everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. Everything's gonna be fine. It, 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 um, yeah. This might shift the world's consciousness, though. That's what I'm trying to think of. Like this is all happening for a reason, and there might be a positive at the end. People wake up, and we live yeah, better like, I mean, as humans. We we got to see Megan, and anyone who's listening to this, we recommend that you should go see Megan. Um, out of sixty nine. <laughs> Um, golden robots. <laughs> what would you give it? Uh, as 69, um, I'll go pretty high. I'll do like a 55 fit to a 58. Like, I don't know. I liked it because it was something different. And yeah, like there's stuff I could pick out. Um, but what I always make the reference of is is when it comes to these movies, you get what you get sometimes. Sometimes they're super problematic and it could have been done better. But mm-hmm. my one my one grievance is which essentially just I wanted more gore. I wanted more dope ass kills. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping when I'm not sure when that unrated cut is out soon, I think, or if it's yeah. not out already. Um what do, I will be interested to see that. Yeah, what do you rate out of sixty nine stabbed sex dolls? Um <laughs> probably somewhere similar. I liked it. I thought it was um, something different. Maybe. Yeah, 50 to 55, maybe. And I, you know, we could have done uh, 45 minutes of just discussing the film and stuff like that, but I wanted to kind of bring in the whole AI talk as something different because obviously there's going to be different horror podcasts that cover this movie because it is so popular and and in that like social subconsciousness of like all over TikTok and social media and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I do think that this was different. Um, than what other people would have done. And it will lead into other talks on Strange Room Podcast and live shows so people are aware. And um, for people um, for people listening on my side, then where can people find more of your content and follow you? Um, Strange Room Podcast and all podcast platforms, uh, com. Follow the YouTube because a lot of the stuff you get to see these fun videos, we try to uh, be very interactive with the things that we're showing and... And also, please go help me and subscribe to the Instagram. We, we got our account taken down. We had thousands of followers. Uh, so over some serial killer memes, essentially, is what really did it. Uh, so strangebrew.podcast. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, just go go follow that because we need people's help because we had thousands of people. And it's, it's sad that, you know, something as stupid as some dark memes can get you taken down. It's only going to get worse, people. Yeah, I thought that was bullshit as well. Um, you know where to find me, www.classhorrorcast.com. First Class Horror on Instagram. I'm on every other social media platform. 
rarely use any of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm really going to make a push this year on YouTube, like Tom was saying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start pumping out all these videos uh, for all these podcasts as well. Yeah. Um, you have you have many stored up. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have probably a year's worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, look, that's, we've given it, what, 55 yeah. golden robots out of 69. Uh, go see Megan. Yeah, go. Don't kill yourself yeah, go, for anything. Go check it out. Crazy. If we have any opportunity to ever, uh, ever talk um, to somebody who worked on this film, would be fairly cool. And like I said, it it, it it may sound like a lot of doom and gloom. I'm only warning people to an extent, right? When I because I have knowledge and, and have researched this stuff, but I'm trying to come at it from like a point of like, don't get too obsessed with this stuff. Don't overthink. Don't if fear is what they want. Um, but this could lead into something where humans actually become aware of like, yo, we don't want these psychopaths running our countries anymore. Like something needs to give. So think about it in that way of this, there could be, there could be a golden light at the end of this tunnel. You might see Jesus. He might be a hologram, but you might see him. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it on. You might. All right. And if, if you, uh, if you buy a real life sex doll, please don't stab him. This is coming from the, the owner of the company. I'm just joking. This is so crazy that shit happens. Look it up, people. I swear to God, it's a real thing. All right. Peace. I consume a bunch of mushrooms, smoke a little weed. Lose touch when I touch you. Hold you in my dreams. A new hug's too close to the throne as I breathe. Fuck you when the drugs do nosebleeds. As you crush ease and trust coke feet. As you sing Jolene in old jeans to a bartender, Milwaukee, heart dismembered on a dark December. Put it in a box, walking through the blocks of the lonely streets. Hold until it beats, it goes beneath the sheets. The earth frozen beneath my feet. Don't speak the code of the streets that they don't teach. Boldly go where they can't mold me. Try to indoctrinate with lies is how they propagate in the eyes of the God that they hate. Infiltrate the minds of the child who lost their faith To this hostile race I stay lost in space We're all rotting away Like a decaying corpse Humans use as a labor force I choose to raise my voice and make some noise Whether it gives me fame or not Together we face pain and fight Through the days we got Save me a spot in whatever heaven is but I don't trust God because the priests are molesting kids. Fuck off to the police that protect the rich. We should have strung up the elites. Why do we let them live? After killing kids with poisonous injections. Millions sick with man-made infections. Selling hand grenades and weapons to pay for protection. Money laundering in Ukraine connections to United States investments. I lie awake with questions I'll find a way to the ascension I'll guide you through the maze of dimensions They find what I say too offensive For the brainwashed youth The difference is what I say is truth They find what I say too offensive For the brainwashed youth The difference is what I say is truth music coming 2023